You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, y'all, what is happening? Okay, so if you're a University of Guelph student out there and you're listening to this right now, you are probably halfway through your exam period and I applaud you for that because I totally understand what you're going through and just speaking from experience personally I have had three exams in the past two days so just do the math for yourself and I know that there's some other people out there that have a worse schedule exam schedule than this so to those of you listening to this right now who are actually going through something like that Let me tell you this, you got this, you can do this, you're almost there, and then just think about the aftermath, man. Just think about all that three weeks of break, winter break that you have, and then all you can do is eat, sleep, and watch boxing and MMA. Listen, you know, it it is coming, you know it is coming, so... It is definitely something to look forward to. I mean, that's at least what I'm going to be doing over the break. Uh, I'm not sure about you guys, but, you know, it is something hopeful to look forward to. And like I said, y'all got this. Let's go, champ. Okay, so, like I said before, tis the month of phenomenal fights. And (laughs) we've already had a phenomenal boxing fight happening over this past weekend. And listen, even if you are just a casual fan, you probably know by now which fight I'm talking about. Of course, I'm talking about the fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. I know it's already over and we've already passed a few days since the fight day. And we all know how phenomenal the fight itself was and how sort of controversial it was somewhat. And, um, you know, I'm not going to be talking about it in too much detail. All I have to say is that I told y'all Tyson Fury is a tough, tough man. And, you know, there was a reason why he used to be the champion, the former heavyweight champion of the world. And he definitely proved us all, all over again, why he deserves to be called a top contender in the heavyweight division across all boxing organizations. So just a recap for those of you who didn't actually have the chance to watch the fight over this past weekend, what happened was that Tyson Fury comes in to the fight and ever since the very first round, he is counteracting every single thing that Deontay Wilder is actually throwing towards him. So Pretty much the only tactic that Deontay Wilder has approaching this fight is for him to wait for just one opportunity for him to completely unload everything that he has and so that he can actually swing and possibly for one of those swings to be the knockout shot. Now, let me tell you this. He had been trying that for many, many rounds Well, he just wouldn't get it because Tyson Fury would be so dynamic on his feet. He would have phenomenal footwork. He would be dodging and ducking away Deontay Wilder's punches. He was doing 
everything that he could possibly do to neutralize everything that Deontay Wilder was throwing towards him. And he was successful until, like, I would say the 10th and the 12th round were obviously when you've been doing that as a heavyweight, when you've been doing all that moving and um, all of that footwork for at least, like, 40 minutes in the whole fight... Obviously, you're going to get a little bit gassed out. And I think that's exactly what happened with Tyson Fury. Because, you know, he was still doing all of his moves. But his um, his reaction time was just a little bit slowed down. And because of that, when he was trying to dodge away from all of those shots by Deontay Wilder, Deontay would actually catch him in, in good places. And he would still throw his punches. And some of those punches would actually be absorbed. And then, of course, Tyson Fury would ultimately lose his balance and get knocked down however you know despite saying all these things even though Tyson Fury would at times get knocked down he would still get back up and that is all that matters especially when you're talking about a heavyweight fight in boxing and I really do applaud the referee in this fight, in this particular fight, because the way Tyson Fury would actually get knocked down, you know, you would just think, man, the fight is over because, you know, he would just be on his back and, you know, not really moving for a good two, three seconds. So you're like, man, OK, I know his eyes are wide open, but who knows what's actually going on in his head right now? Like, is he conscious right now? Is he what is going on? So the referee would actually give Tyson Fury in those situations the full count, which I really do applaud because I feel like if it was anybody else, they would have just finished the fight right there and there. So because of that, I really do applaud the referee. And so specifically talking about those knockdown moments in the fight, there was a very particular one in round 12 where Deontay Wilder throws his shot and then Tyson Fury gets knocked down and then he is just lying down, right? And then the, the referee is obviously giving him his count and then out of nowhere, Tyson Fury gets right back up and he's not even wobbled. Okay, and then after he was asked about that moment in the post-fight interview, he just said he he was like, I have no idea how I actually got back up. And, you know, he's a religious man. And he was saying that the Lord was with him. And, you know, it was the spirit of the Lord that helped him stand up and, you know, things like that. But it was honestly like the movies. Like, I'm not sure if you've actually watched the first Creed movie. And uh, there's this moment in the in the first Creed movie when <laughs> Adonis Creed is actually fighting his opponent. And then he gets knocked down. And then, you know, when he's knocked down, you know, his whole life flashes before his eyes. And, you know, he thinks about his girlfriend and uh, Rocky and his dad who's passed away. You know, all those things. And then out of nowhere, he just gets right back up. But then, you know, even when that scene happens in the movie, I, I start laughing because I'm like, when you get knocked down as bad as that there is no way in the whole world that you're gonna get right back up like that but then in that Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight the moment that Tyson Fury actually got back up it was like that move that scene in the Creed movie and I was so shocked because I was never expecting to see something like that in real life 
But hey, man, it is what it is because it actually happened and he got right back up. And um, Deontay Wilder just thought that he that Tyson Fury was actually finished, completely finished. So he was actually doing his victory dance. But then he looked over his shoulder and he saw that Tyson Fury actually got right back up. And he was kind of like he was so confused. You should have seen the, the the look in his face. And, you know, they, they got back up. They were fighting still. And then the fight ended. And as you all know, probably by now, um, the fight was actually scored a draw, which I'm not exactly sure if I agree with it because, oh, I mean, okay, the way the judges actually scored the fight was one judge gave it to Tyson Fury, which I totally understand. One judge gave it a draw, which again, I could partially understand why. And then one judge gave the fight to Deontay Wilder, which is totally unfair because for this whole fight, not considering the, the rounds that Tyson Fury actually got knocked down, because during the rounds that you you actually do get knocked down, you lose the fights that you actually lose that round in a 10-8 situation. So your opponent gets 10 points and you get eight points. And there were two instances of that in that whole fight. So those were the only clear rounds that I would I would say Tyson Fury actually lost. But other than that, it was a pretty, pretty dominant fight by Tyson Fury. So I just don't understand where that particular judge was coming from, where he scored that whole fight in, in favor of Deontay Wilder. And, you know, everybody's been talking about this and they're saying that it's just not fair. And, you know, what possibly could could have that judge been watching for the whole fight? And, um, you know, people are arguing that he had been paid by the Wilder camp and, you know, all that nonsense and Listen, man, all that matters is that Tyson Fury fought the best fight that he could have possibly fought. And I am pretty sure that there is going to be a rematch between these two guys. And especially because, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder, as the current heavyweight champion of the world, he really felt like he um, he felt short in this particular fight, especially as a champion. He felt like he didn't really get to prove himself. And he was also saying that he didn't really feel like he was fighting the way that he normally fights. And so because of that, you know, even Ty uh, not Tyson Fury, even Deontay Wilder wants this rematch. But again, you know, who knows what's actually going to happen in the rematch? Because if especially for someone like Tyson Fury, who was out of the ring for about three years, three full years, went through everything that he went through in his uh, personal life, you know, going through addiction, depression, suicidal thoughts, and, and so much weight gain, and, you know, everything that you don't want to be as, as a fighter, as a world champion, he went through, he beat all of those things, things he came back, and then he almost won that championship fight against Deontay Wilder. If that's the way that he fights as his quote-unquote comeback fight, just imagine how, how so much better he will fight in this rematch fight against um, Deontay Wilder. So Deontay Wilder, you know, first of all, this showed him that he should not underestimate someone like Tyson Fury and that he really needs to keep his mind on his own business and that he really needs to improve his, um, his game plan because, you know, 
for all of the 30-something fights that he has had, you know, uh, yes, he has scored some really good knockouts and whatnot. And, you know, especially for, for the ones that he did score the knockouts, his um, technique of swinging and possibly knocking out his opponents, uh, it really did seem to work for him, but not this time. And so for, for this possible rematch, I would say Deontay Wilder really needs to go back and revise some of the... Uh, uh, tactics and some of the game plans that he had been using for the longest time and he needs to go back first of all watch the fight for himself see where he actually went wrong and what he can do to improve his skills and just his overall fighting skills for this possible rematch but overall shout out to both guys shout out to Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury they both fought a very very good fight it was a very exciting fight to watch and yeah, man, I'm just so happy that I I was there to personally witness it because I feel like this is going to be one of those fights that you're always going to be talking about even after 10 years, after 20 years. It's, it's going to be one of those fights that everybody's going to be talking about okay it's gonna go down and it has actually gone down in in the in the history books of boxing so yeah there you go okay so that was a very very big preview and breakdown of that fight that happened over this past weekend i don't think i even went through some of the things that we have coming up for today so today in case you're wondering so this upcoming weekend fam we have ufc 231 coming up and especially, this is good news for all of my TKO Nation people out there, especially if you're living in the Guelph and nearby regions, or if you're just living in Ontario, or even Canada, listen, overall Canada, UFC has come back to Toronto, yes, so if you have the money, <laughs> you can definitely buy your tickets, man, and go watch this fight by yourself physically, it is going to be a very, very good fight card because, first of all, let's talk about the headliner of this whole fight card. So, in case you didn't know, the whole fight is going to be headlined by a championship fight, a featherweight championship fight between the current featherweight champion, Max Holloway and Brian Ortega. And then the co-main event is going to be another championship fight between... Uh, Valentina Shevchenko and uh, Joanna Janjajic, the former strawweight champion of the world. So these two ladies will be fighting for the women's flyweight championship of the world, the 125 pounds championship. And we have so many other talented fighters fighting on this card as well. We have so many Canadians fighting on this card as well. Um, guys like Elias Theodoro and... Um, so, so many other guys and uh, so many veterans fighting on this card as well with guys like um, Jimmy Manuel and Tiago Santos, Cowboy Oliveira, Claudia Gadelia. Man, oh, this this whole fight card is so stacked. So if please, please, if you do have the time and you can't actually afford to, to get a ticket, just buy the ticket. Go in there and watch the fight for yourself. You will not be disappointed. This is going to be a very dynamic and um, active fight card filled with excitement, entertainment, and violence, okay? So I can definitely guarantee that. 
Now, as you can imagine, of course, we're going to be breaking down uh, as many fights as we can for this um, whole fight card. So I will try to first get started with the headliners first, because those are obviously the most important fights of the evening. So, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about the main event and the co-main event most specifically. And if we have time, we're going to be breaking down some of the other fights that are going to be happening throughout the whole main card and possibly the preliminary card. So that's pretty much what we have lined up for today. So an all-exclusive UFC 231 fight breakdown. That is what we have lined up for today, y'all. All right. So without further ado, let's get started. But I just remember one thing, and um, this is really important, so I really do want to talk about it before we get started with our breakdowns. Um, unfortunately, I actually want to talk about this in the beginning of the show, but then I got caught up with all the Tyson Fury stuff. But I really do want to talk about this on the show. This is a very important matter, okay? So if you remember uh, this past week when we had our previous episode, so I talked about how there was this other boxing fight card happening during the same time that the Tyson Fury and the Deontay Wilder fight, ca- uh, fight card was actually happening. And of course, I'm talking about the the boxing bouts between uh, the, uh, the, should I say, okay, former... Unfortunately, former light heavyweight champion of the world, um, Adonis Stevenson and his opponent, his Ukrainian opponent. And the fight was actually happening in Quebec. So Adonis Stevenson, as I told you guys, is a very renowned um, Canadian boxer and um uh, up until Saturday night, unfortunately, he was the 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 WBC lightweight champion, light heavyweight champion of the world. And I told you guys that um, you know it'd be really nice to actually catch his fights on Saturday. But the thing that happened was that, um, you know, Adonis Stevenson was fighting a really good fight. Unfortunately, towards the end of of the fight, um, he was caught with some really really nasty shots. And um, he was uh, the fight was actually declared a TKO by the referee. And, um, you know, I know he lost his championship belt, but that is okay because, you know, he can always come back and uh, try to reclaim it. So he is not the champion anymore. Adonis Stevenson is not the champion anymore. However, what happened after is what has got everybody talking and really, really concerned. So what happened after was that, first of all, he was um, carried out in a stretcher out of the out of the arena. And then he went to his locker room, you know, changed, got changed, you know, took a shower, whatever he did. And then he, because of the horrible headaches that he was having, he couldn't even stand up. So they just transferred him to a nearby hospital in Quebec and uh, what the news was at the time was that he has gone into a coma. And, uh, you know, this got everybody super, super scared because, you know, in the, in the actual fight, he wasn't really knocked out horribly or, you know, he was just it was just a TKO. I mean, although if you do rewatch the fight and the shots that he actually took, his head was snapping back really, really horribly. So. That could partially explain why he might have gotten brain damage from from those particular shots. But it was very scary. And I wasn't personally expecting such a news to actually come out regarding Adonis Stevenson. So it got everybody in the boxing community and the overall combat sports community super scared and super worried about Adonis Stevenson's overall health. And I was personally really, really sad. And, you know, like I said, I was not expecting such a news and. Um, you know, it affected me so much that I couldn't even 
go back to my studying routine because all I was thinking about was how Adonis Stevenson was doing. And um, I just, I, I really didn't want anything bad to happen to him. So after a few days had actually gone by, the doctors actually said that he is not in a critical condition anymore. Thank God. And that um, the news actually came out that this whole time he had actually been in a induced medically induced coma. And if you're wondering, I mean, I was kind of confused myself, you know, why would the doctor actually have to put him in an induced coma after after such a trauma? You know, what what good does that ever ever do to, to help him heal? Well, actually, so he, I'm just going to drop a little bit of knowledge on you guys. So what this will actually do is that it, it, apparently it would actually help with some of the brain damage that has actually been done. And uh, with the induced coma, it would actually help Adonis um, try to heal some of the swelling that has been happening in his brain without him going through so much pain. So yes, even though he is in a coma, but that is only to help him not feel the pain that is associated with the whole healing process of this um, brain trauma. Now, he is in a, uh, he's currently in a stable condition, but that being said, we are still not sure to what, ex like how bad is this brain trauma that is actually acquired and, uh, you know, I'm, an, I'm a student in neuroscience, and this is actually what I'm passionate about. I'm so passionate about uh, topics that deal with tra brain trauma and things like chronic traumatic encephalopathy that really commonly does happen to combat sports fighters because of the constant trauma that is being um, done to their brains. And let me tell you this, it will have some long-term consequences, but especially when something as horrible as that happens to you, you can you can almost be sure that it's not good and that the brain trauma is real and it could actually have some permanent damage on your brain. So I'm I know he's in a stable condition right now, but I just really hope that the damage that has actually been done is not that bad and hopefully you can make it back from this. And um, right now, I would like to ask you guys to keep Adonis Stevenson in all of your thoughts and prayers because, like I said, he is, we're very proud of him as a Canadian boxer and a former champion. And um, I, I just really hope that he makes it back from this. And um, Adonis, I know you're probably not listening to this right now, but... By any chance, if you are, however you are listening to this, please know that we're all standing behind you and we got your back and that you got this man. You're a fighter. You can definitely make it back from this. So I'm just really hoping that he makes it back and that he is well and healthy after going through all the things that he has gone through over the past few days. So there's that, and yes, let's keep him in our thoughts and prayers. And this episode, I would actually like to dedicate to Adonis Stevenson. Hopefully, this will give you some extra motivation to, to get better soon and, you know, get back up. Anyhow, so there was that, and now I think we can actually talk about the breakdowns for UFC 231. Okay, here we go. So first of all, yes, of course, like always, the main card is going to be starting at 10 p.m., and... Let's see. Yes, so it is going to be happening on Saturday, December 8th. Yes, and so first of all, let's get started with the main event of the evening. So 
Max Holloway, the current featherweight champion, he's going to be fighting against the number one featherweight contender in the world, Brian T. City Ortega. Okay, so as you can imagine, these two were actually scheduled to fight each other um, many months before. Um, I'm not exactly sure where they were supposed to fight or what uh, exact UFC event they were actually supposed to face off against. But what happened was that, you know, they even went until the point uh, where they even had their public workouts and everything. And then there came the, the, the day of um, cutting weights. And then it was actually announced that Max Holloway is not feeling good and he's having some concussion-like symptoms and he's actually not medically fight to fight uh, Brian Ortega. So, uh, of course, the, the fight was actually canceled. And uh, Brian Ortega was actually offered some other fights in the in the division to at least just have the fights that he was supposed to have that for that fight night. But then he actually turned it down because he said that at the level that I am currently, I will only fight for the championship belt. And it totally does make sense. So here we are. Finally, we're fi we're about to see this fight between Max Holloway and Brian Ortega. So uh, I'm just going to talk about some of the some of the techniques and styles that each and every one of these guys actually brings into the cage. So Max Holloway, he is known for his um, phenomenal striking skills. So when you look at him, he his physique really does remind you of a um, Muay Thai fighter. And uh, he he actually does fight really well when it comes to his um, stand-up game. So he doesn't necessarily deliver the most amount of power when he's punching. However, what he does do that is really um, actually uh, impactful for his style of fighting is that he tends to throw a lot of shots one after another without any breaks. So we, the volume of the shots that he throws is what makes him really successful in his fights because his opponents, you know, especially when they see all of those shots coming towards them, all at the same time, obviously you don't have time to, to, to neutralize and defend all of them. So you just ultimately go into defensive mode. And then through that, Max can actually technically knock you out. And um, that is one of the ways that he used to uses to uh, overcome his opponents through standing up with them. And then not only that, but his submission skills are actually pretty good as well. So if the fight actually does go to the ground, yes, Max Holloway actually does have a chance at uh, potentially submitting you on the ground because because of the long limbs that he actually has. So uh, there's a really high chance that his arms are actually going to be coming underneath your neck. And the next thing you know, you're going to be choked out. But having said all of that, uh, when, when we're talking about a good Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu game and a good submission game, Brian Ortega is just on a whole nother level. And there's been times in his fights that Brian Ortega, he, okay, so say he had been actually been standing up with his opponent and he saw that things weren't actually working out for him. What he does is that he just jumps on his opponent he does what he wants to do in terms of um, going to going to a submission position. And even while they're standing up, the next thing you know, Brian Ortega is on his opponent's back and he's just submitting him like midair. And Brian Ortega, like I said, when it comes to submissions, he is obviously the more the more um, uh, technical and the more skilled fighter in this particular fight. 
So it would be really interesting to see how Max Holloway actually overcomes Brian Ortega's submission skills and whether or not he's able to to neutralize the, the style of fighting that Brian Ortega tends to bring into the octagon. So because of that, this fight is going to be really, really exciting. If if the fight is actually standing up, I would say Max Holloway has a really strong chance of uh, potentially overcoming Brian Ortega. But then, like I said, Brian Ortega, regardless of who he's actually fighting, even if the fight is 100% in striking mode, he will do something to turn it into 100% Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu slice submission mode. So that's just how good of a grappler Brian Ortega is and so like I said because of that this is why this fight is going to be so interesting because we don't know because both of these guys are at such a high level and we just don't know how this fight is actually going to go down and so because of that I would definitely recommend all of you guys to definitely catch this fight or like I said please do get your tickets and go watch this fight I mean I I wish I I could have actually gone to the arena myself but unfortunately because of exams I really cannot and I actually have an exam that day so I, I I'd rather just watch it from TV but like I said definitely do try to catch up with this whole fight card and man I'm just looking at the clock right now and again it is time it is time to say goodbye but you guys know what to do. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And what else, man? You can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And watch UFC 231 on Saturday nights. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.